you can't hear anything. That is fantastic. You know what? This is the way that you start something off. With a lovely little uh, problem. <laughs> we couldn't do it any other way. No, no, no. We could not at all. Not even in the least. Let's try this one more time. See, it probably helps if you hook up the stuff that's not attached to the speakers so that it, that it actually comes in. There we go. Hey out there, everybody, and uh, welcome to Caffeination 514, the 514 big episode here. This is the first episode of 2012. Uh, yeah, so you think the world's going to end? No. No? No. All right, so uh, we'll see We'll see how this whole thing plays out. We have a wonderful show lined up for you. We're calling the Back Once Again show because uh, we, I, more specifically, was not ready to do the show the past two weeks. So uh, we're, we're trying, to, trying to start fresh. New year, new you, new, That's right. new the whole, whole uh, clean slate thing going on. Uh, I am Paul. This is Steve. And we're both here for the Caffeination Podcast. This is the high-octane world of caffeine culture technology news. We are doing a live taping, so if you hear any nonsense, Tom Fuller or people in the chat room goofing off, after the fact, you'll know that everything happens live over at live.caffeination.com every Wednesday night at 9.30 Eastern Time. So you can head on over there and check that out. If you are looking for this content or any of its other episodic friends, you can find them always listed lovingly nestled over at www.caffi.com. N-A-T-I-O-N.com. That is caffeination.com in case you couldn't figure it out. We are a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. All the other member shows, including us, believe it or not, have agreed to create child-safe, family-friendly, and educational stuff, and everybody's listed over at techpodcasts.com. We have a whole huge bevy of news to cover for today. We have a, a wonderful little uh, uh, vignette into the uh, world of geekery that we've, uh, we've found um, a little bit of graphics work, uh, some other fun viral fakery, a lot of video stuff here today. Yeah, but uh, you know what? It's it's all good. It's it's all it's all gonna be fun. Uh, we're trying a new setup down here in the caffeination layer. Uh, I think Steve actually has to move over so we can see all of them. But for some reason, everything's not working now like it was. So oh who knows? Maybe it's a lighting issue. Oh, let there be light. There you go. So uh, yeah, we're. Uh, we're trying to do lighting setup out, and uh, this is primarily what we're going to talk about right off the bat. Geekcruft, what did you do, Geeky, this week, or season, or anything that you had fun lined up? Well, after we played uh, NBA 2012, you yeah. let me borrow the NBA 2011, and I've just been playing that nonstop. Okay. Those are really fun games, i yeah. got to say. It's, it's, it's pretty scary how, even if you don't actually enjoy watching professional basketball... They're they're really easy to get into and they're really challenging. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I don't watch basketball at all, and uh, in the game, I am a big Celtics fan. So it's like one of those <laughs> like I'll play Celtics, and you actually get I'll get really angry with some shots that are being blocked, and I get into it. <laughs> That's awesome. I, uh, in the game, I actually like some of the uh, the Western teams as well, but I have to be the hometown team. I just can't get away from the Sixers, even though they're absolutely horrible in the game. Um, but you know what? It, it's all fun. Yeah. So uh, that's what you did, Geeky, this season so far? So far. Uh, I got a wonderful, actually two very geeky presents from uh, you. Uh, <laughs> the first of which being Gears of War 3. And then I pulled a U and beat it in a week. And uh, <laughs> I think that was only playing it like four days. I got to say, I do concur with the fact that you said that it was a little easier on the... Uh, on the joystick than uh, some of the previous games in the series. It wasn't as challenging. In fact, I think because 
you had four people who were going to revive you. Yeah. There are three other people in the in the thing that were going to revive you at any point in time. It was actually kind of really simple. Yeah. Um, the only funny thing was at two different points in the game, uh, my my teammates picked up boom shields and wouldn't let them go, and <laughs> they can't revive you if they had the shield. Oh man! So it was it was a little bit more challenging until you know either they died or something else happened. So, yeah, you know it's like one grenade and then all of a sudden it's it's back to being easy again. Not often you say that. No, <laughs> but um, yeah. So I got that, and then I also got this wonderful thing. This is a Lord of the Rings limited edition set of Pez containers and or Pez dispensers rather, and uh, this is also from you. So this is relatively awesome. It has Bilbo, Frodo, Sam, Gandalf, Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, and Gollum. So it's it's a fairly good set. So uh, I thank you very much. This is unbelievable. <laughs> and despite the fact that my son has been all over me, this will not be opened <laughs> because this is number one hundred and twenty-seven thousand eight hundred ninety-two out of a limited run of two hundred fifty thousand. So, yeah, got, I got to put it out there. And it's really cool because you see some of the different people on, like, the different social networks that I follow. And, like, a couple people have these and they're holding them up on, like, different photos and everything. It's like, yeah, I got one of them. It's awesome. <laughs> so, thank you. <laughs> All right. We've, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. There's just been so much different stuff that's happening. We got the lighting system that we're using right now, which is not entirely functioning like I thought it was. Right. So, I don't know what, what setting I, I messed up there somewhere along the way. But uh, I know that we uh, <laughs> that it it did work when we, when we were uh, running some of the tests, so maybe it'll it'll sort itself out. Uh, I got a 3D puzzle, or not a 3D puzzle. You were talking about that, but <laughs> yeah. I got a puzzle of spam from my parents, which is unbelievably cool. Uh, my parents also gave me the lighting setup, and then we have a new review that was sent to us from Make Magazine. I can't wait to see this thing in action. But this is the Minitronics Super Cap Racer. It's basically an entire electronics kit. You built. Using a supercapacitor in an Altoids tin, well, except you know it's it's a make magazine tin. It doesn't even have the instructions with it. You have to actually go online to their website oh, really? and get it. Yeah, they have a couple other ones that are out there. This one's only twenty four ninety nine, and it, ha- it builds like a tiny little race car with two little rubber stoppers with motors and everything else. Everything else that you could possibly need to build this thing. It's like a charging go race car is all in that one tiny little package. Uh, so I'm gonna you know, test my soldering skills out and see if uh, see if we can build that thing. I'm pretty sure I'll be able to do it, but you know it's it's just kind of fun to play around with that stuff. All right, um, that about wraps it up for the uh, geeky that we've done. But there's some geekery coming down the lane. Uh, the fine folks at the Tech Podcast Network are going to be covering the Consumer Electronics Show. So if you are a fan of the Caffeination Podcast, you can head on over here and actually see the live stream of all the events that are coming up. But we have an additional bevy of information also that we're going to be directing you to from over at Norbert Davis at the Totally Cool Tech Podcast because Norbert is going to CES as well and he's going to investigate all the totally cool tech that he can find so he's going to be sending us emails throughout the day you know we're going to be posting some stuff up to our site that we can make sure to direct you to the really cool stuff that shows up over at his site so any content that we get we're going to make sure that you guys can find it all so you can find it out and you know the one-stop shopping thing yeah uh, there's going to be lots of fun stuff and we can't really wait i can't wait to see what uh, norbert actually comes up with (laughs) all right let's see what else we got um all right. Now we've talked a little bit of ad nauseum on the last show about SOPA, the the uh, internet, the Stop Online Piracy Act or right. whatever it is. And uh, shortly after the show came out, uh, GoDaddy came out in response, uh, or in 
favor of SOPA, that the fact that they supported it, they think it's a good idea, and most of the powers that be across the internet de- seem to uh, uh, not agree with how GoDaddy came out on, in, on the opposite side of what a lot of different people thought would be a good thing. And right. even as a registrar, it's probably a bad idea for them to do it. So people came out, they basically said, we, you know, we believe what we believe as a company. If you don't like it, go elsewhere. So we did. We took all of our uh, talents to South Beach. Actually, sorry, that's a little bit of a sports reference. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I'm playing too much NBA. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no, no, what we did was we took all our domains off GoDaddy, uh, not for hosting. Hosting's still over at one and one for right now. Uh, But we took all the domains over to Namecheap.com, so you can head on over there if that's what you want to do. But uh, shortly after, some uh, the guy who runs uh, the Fail Blog and I Can Has Cheeseburger and like thousands of other fun little sites like that, so much pun and all these other things actually said that he was you know basically really disappointed in them so he was going to uh pull all of his domains every single one of the thousands that he had registered and uh put them over somewhere else so uh you know godaddy kind of acquiesced to uh, people's demands and said okay well you know what we don't support that so much anymore but well, we do support its little brother over in PIPA, and I don't really know exactly what that stands for, but it's also equally bad, just in a slightly different and uh, you know, more lawyery way. So that one's over in the uh, – I think that one's in the House, and the first one was in the Senate. I might have it mixed up. Go to somebody who actually knows all the details <laughs> if you really want to find it out. But uh, yeah, it's these are the kinds of things that are going to make it harder to do what we do. So I won't be able to share all these fun little links because, God forbid, somebody says something wrong about you know like a brand or something like that, and the brand gets that website shut down. I mean, you should be able to run – like if you wanted to, to register, you know, like um, – I don't know, like – you know, Ford is a horrible company dot com or Chevy's Chevy's always breakdown dot com. You should be able to do it if you really want to do it. Uh, so, you know, Chevy or Ford at that point would be able to shut down those domains with absolutely nothing at all. They'd be able to say, yeah, you know what? Not so much. Boom. Mm. They're gone. A lot of booming going on. I'm yeah. using the word boom a lot. Boom. Boom. Boom's good for 2012. We're just putting it out there. All right. So all that nonsense out of the way, tomfoolery as it were. Uh, we have a couple little stories. The first one we have is 2001. It's a look back on some of the fun tech that we have seen and some of the trends that you've uh, we've found out going on there. So uh, you want to take this one away, Steve? Yeah, we're about 10 years uh, ahead of that, though. You did say 2001. I said 2001. One? You did, I, I believe you did say 2001. Well, there's some really fun things <laughs> coming about 10 years after 2001. It is a space oddity. And well, odyssey, depending on which uh, album you're listening to, that is. Well, now, <laughs> well, now that 2011's over, you know, we, uh, we look back at a lot <laughs> yeah, of... Yeah, all about that. <laughs> a lot of the trends that happened, and one of the biggest ones was, uh, you know, group buying, which is, you know, things like Groupon, Living Social, and, you know... Uh, they had the uh, – most of the things that were happening were check-ins. A lot of people became you know, infatuated with uh, Foursquare. Four square, totally you know, mayor. Yeah, <laughs> the water cooler. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you know, tablets were one of the biggest things. That came late in, the, uh, late in the game though I think. Yeah, I mean people really were digging on tablets originally and then they couldn't find something really good no. until, like, other, except the iPad. So, you know. And then iCloud, you know, iCloud, YouTube – was another one, and uh, one of the one of the ones that uh, actually popped up uh, a little later in the season was uh, Kickstarter, which is now 
Everybody's doing it just yeah. for the smallest thing. Yeah, I want to do a Kickstarter campaign just to fund a Kickstarter campaign because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they take a cut, so I don't know exactly how I can do that. But, yeah, I, I love the idea of doing Kickstarter. It's just there's so many different cool projects that are out there. In fact, there's even one that we were talking about on today's show that's already funded, so you don't even have to worry about it except for the fact that you can't get the really cool thing that we're going to talk about at a discounted price. <laughs> but, you know, there's a lot of really fun stuff, and all this was found over at device.com, and they have some really cool things, but... Yeah, mobile was big, a lot of other fun things. Oh, yeah. Now, the big question is, what do you think will come up now? What do I think is going to come up? 2012. 2012. 2012. Big hitters of 2012. What will be the big trends? Big trends of 2012. All right, well, I think that uh, notebooks are going to come back. I, I think uh, the tablets were fun, but there's certain limitations that people are starting to hit. Yeah, it's like when you know when when I gave uh, my iPad in, to somebody in work and they were trying to register for a service. Yeah, it's like well you know the website happened to use Flash and then the iPad couldn't use it. So then somebody else comes out and says, oh well you know I have an Android device. Let me use let me give you that. So then they were using it and they had Flash on theirs and it sort of worked. But the the lack of a physical keyboard on something that you're going to use as your primary. Um, your primary means of communication is just not quite there yet. I mean, you're still having to hunt and peck and type out because you can't touch type. You can't leave your fingers yeah. on the iPad. Uh, and they have all kinds of different attachments and everything. So I think that one of the things that I saw was Ultrabooks, which are basically like really thin notebooks. Yeah. So similar to the MacBook Air but more PC-based. I'm hoping Chromebooks actually make a, a big splash because I love their startup time and a bunch of other things. And I think geolocation is going to get bigger. Bigger than it already is because, I mean, you're starting to see some of the really fun things in uh, Foursquare. It's like when you check in, a lot of them have, like, Amex deals now right. at the different things. So it's like you check in at Dunkin' Donuts or you check in at the craft beer store near us. And uh, if you check in there, you don't because you don't drink beer. No. But if you have an American Express card, you spend more than 25 bucks, which is really easy in a craft beer store <laughs> to do. You get 10% off automatically. As, soon as, as long as you check in, you show them your phone. And for the Dunkin' Donuts around us, if you check in every five times, you get a free medium coffee. Hmm. So, I mean, there's all kinds of fun stuff that are out there. But there's, you know, I don't know. What do you think? What, what do you see coming down the pipe? I see... Uh well, you already see it starting. I think it's actually going to happen big. Is uh, you know, ca- uh, the cable boxes like you know Verizon, FiOS, Comcast, a lot of even Directv. I think they're just going to go start going straight to uh, you know the gaming systems. I think you know uh, we have HBO Go coming up in uh, Xbox, and I'm really not sure what's coming up with PlayStation or the Wii. But I think uh, I think that's going to be one of the big things is just the uh, elimination of uh, the boxes. A lot of the big. Uh, news coming out of CES beforehand was that there was no huge gaming news this year. Like, there's no new consoles coming out for at least another year. Yeah. And Nintendo is kind of... It was really cool when the Wii came out. The same thing with the the Xbox Kinect. It's really cool that the Kinect came out, but there's a lack of third-party titles for both of these really crazy movable game systems and yeah. both developers well Microsoft's still committed to the Kinect and they're adding voice support something that was in their original ads right. which is going to be really kind of freaky you walk into the room and it says hi Paul how are you <laughs> but uh, you know or Steve if you're a Steve and you're not a Paul but if you're not a Paul you know I don't really have the time of day for you nah. alright um, <laughs> or a Frankenstein my son calls everybody Frankenstein periodically yeah. but uh <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, I, I think a lot more of that is going to start coming together. Like, there are going to be less gaming systems and more uh, entertainment systems overall. Yeah. 
So I mean, it's really cool. I, I love that. I love that trend so far. Yeah. But, all right. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, we had some of the big flops. Oh, we never actually talked about the uh, the graphic for today's show. No, we didn't. And we also didn't talk about Norbert's geeky for this week. Well, except this was about four weeks ago that Norbert sent me this. Uh, Norbert Davis from the Totally Cool Tech Podcast, who happens to be in the chat room as far as I can tell. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not there. He's not? I can't believe it. Uh, Norbert, disappointing. All right, well, he sent me in one of the fun little hacks that he did. He had a client's PC that needed a new media card reader and a USB port installed, so he cut it out of a fun little uh, switch plate and uh, put it in there. So I th- just wanted to showcase that. I thought that was pretty awesome that uh, you know, he kind of hacked his own little thing together. And then one of the things that I noticed on my new window in work was that um, it was really easy to see in from any angle because in my window, it's floor to ceiling, and it's like, 12 feet of glass vertical and about three feet wide so it was freaking me out because i don't like people i'm on the fourth floor i don't like people being able to see up i went to you know like rearrange my pants or something like that before a meeting i was like wow if i start you know tucking things into the proper places i'm gonna be on display for the whole courtyard so i need to put a little screen there. so I, I devised this and i've been working on it over the break just wanted something fun and geeky that, that kind of uh, filled the frame so i went with that uh, I'm going to modify it a little bit and put it out there for people who want to, to play around with it and download it. I just think it's fun. I think it looked really good as a stainless glaze. I, I, yeah, I might have to talk to my dad about that. <laughs> it's like, you know what, Dad? I've got a new project for you. We're going to call it a geek stained glass. Yeah. I think maybe if we separate it out into the different pieces, like you know, perhaps do a Space Invader stained glass, do a Mario, and do a, uh, a Link, and then maybe some Tetris. I like the Tetris. I like Tetris. But it's real easy because, I mean, it's all, it's all squares. Or my yeah. dad could show me how to do it, and I could try try my hand at this yeah so you know i i, I think it's a I think that's just a fun little thing we wanted to throw in there but uh as for the trends that were this year there were also a couple duds and uh the first one that everybody knows about is quickster netflix came out i mean netflix overall was a huge bag of fail this year yeah first thing they lost the stars movie channel which had a, a huge ton of their their most popular most interesting online content so it's like whenever that goes away, which I think is – is it already gone? No, you know what? I actually – I think it's the end of this year because they're still adding uh, movies to okay. uh, Netflix. That, 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 that's, that's all the better. You know, uh, I'd like to see what they're going to come up with besides that because the networks are trying to you know, bring everything in-house. So if you want stuff that's on HBO, they don't want you to go to Netflix to watch HBO stuff. They want you to subscribe to HBO and watch all the, their streaming stuff there. Yeah. And if you, you want something from NBC, Comcast wants you to go through their channel. So when, when Netflix uh, announced that they were losing stars, then they raised their prices. And then they split the service into Quickster and Netflix. People flipped their poop. And it was all over. I think they lost something around like 60% of their stock. Oh, wow. Overall, from the, from the announce of the lo- losing of stars to, uh, I think, the, the, the short aftermath after they said that they were going to be having Quickster uh, come out. Until they took Quickster out back, shot it dead. And now Netflix is just Netflix. It's still one service. It's still one basic queue. Uh, but they left all the high prices. It's kind of like the gas prices. It's like they'll raise it up to $4. Everybody starts throwing a little bit of a fit. Then they'll knock it back down to 3 so you forget that it was 2 before this whole thing started. So 3 is less bad than it was when you started complaining. So it's yeah. less bad that they raised their prices. But, it, hey, at least you don't have to log into five different sites to do it. Uh, they, they also listed Google TV as a dud, which I'm not yet ready to... Uh, 
to give in on that one. I really kind of liked that. They said any tablet other than an iPad was an epic fail. I, I, I kind of have to agree with that. Uh, there was a, you know, I've seen a lot of really interesting Android tablets out there, but I haven't really seen a killer tablet yet. So right. I'm, I'm waiting for it. I really had high hopes, honestly, for the Microsoft Courier, which was announced at the beginning of the year. That was the tablet that split in half and had uh, controls down the center. But I didn't, you know, that they killed it before it even started. Who knows? Maybe they'll actually resurrect it. That would be kind of awesome. Um, and they also had flat, the mobile flash died, which is a very, very good thing for everybody. Uh, so, I mean, there were, there were some good things. There were some bad things. But, you know, I, I don't agree with all the duds that we have listed, but I think some of them are, are, are really, truly stinkers. <laughs> all right. Uh, next little thing that we have coming up. Uh, that's you. That's me? Yeah. I didn't see him. <laughs> no, uh, today was actually, yesterday and today were actually the first asteroid showers. Meteor showers? Yeah. Meteor showers. Asteroids. They were asteroids, right? I think they're so. asteroids when they're in space, but they're meteors when they try and kill us. Yeah. So they we don't get hit by asteroids. By the time they're down here, they're meteors. True. Okay. So it was a meteor shower. <laughs> and it all depended on how much you wanted to exfoliate as to whether or not you actually uh, got to use the rocks, right? Right. Okay, exactly. Uh, no, last night was the... Uh, Quandritids. I'm probably butchering that left and right. Uh, but they announced it on the news this morning, so my son and I ran outside and we saw absolutely positively nothing, partially because we have a lot of light pollution here in northeast Philly, and also it was because, you know, it was like right before dawn. So, you know, you started to get the sun coming up, and then he's like, what's that big red thing on the horizon? That's the sun. <laughs> sun. So, you know, it was it was a little hard to kind of uh, sort all that stuff out, but, you know, it, it, I got him interested in it. He thinks it's cool. So hopefully we'll we'll be able to go out for the, the Perseids meteor shower because that's the one that's in August, I believe. Yeah. And uh, that's the one where they they were saying it's actually like a lot longer tails. It's a lot more of a uh, of a show as opposed to this one. You said you did see some stuff, though. I did. I did. I was, since uh, I work overnight, I was able to get a glimpse. And you know what? As cl- the clear sky was clear as day, and the uh, sky was clear as day. You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Clear as night. It was clear. <laughs> That's right. Name of the show this week, Clear as Day. There you go. But, um, yeah, that, it was actually pretty neat to see uh, some of the stuff shooting across the sky. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, we really tried. I, I was out. I was outside. I, I just got nothing. I was out there for about 10 minutes. That's all I could really spare this morning. Didn't see anything. So. Yeah, at 3 o'clock in the morning, it was a little too cold to be standing out there for 10 minutes. Yeah, it was, it was a little too cold to be standing out there now. Yeah. Then again, we do have people that are uh, probably in the chat room right now who are from much colder areas than we are. Probably. So, so we're we're in Philadelphia. It was 14 degrees Celsius. Uh, Celsius. Wow. It was 14 degrees Fahrenheit, uh, which isn't that bad. And I do know that we have listeners as far north as Yellowknife, Canada, and I'm pretty sure that's a nice sunny day for them. But uh, we've we've uh, I think Yellowknife is one of the furthest north northern settlements and cities that that is in Canada. Yeah. I think I think that was one of those weird quiz show things that came up on Jeopardy one time. But I'm probably <laughs> wrong about that, as opposed to being potentially wrong. But people were wrong about me being wrong on the last show. Just wanted to let everybody know about that. Norb says sixty degrees in the. Uh... You know what, Norbert? <laughs> there's a special place. 
and pos- podcasting H E double hockey sticks for for people who it's like this is the guy who when I was saying that I was really looking forward to going fishing in like March and April, he's sending me pictures of you know like lush green grass in the middle of February and him sitting there with his uh, feet up and his son's fishing then. I'm like, you know what, there's still snow on the ground. In fact there was a fun story that the construction guys told us about our building that was going up. We had you know, a ton of snow last year. Mm-hmm. So every time they were moving different uh, bits of earth like they kept dumping like you know 20 tons of dirt on top of things to help you know sort, sort stuff out in the back end and they they were digging down to fix the cistern for all the rainwater to go into and they came across this bright white layer in the middle of may and they're like what we're like 10 feet down what is this apparently they dumped the snow right on top of the fresh they dumped the dirt right on top of the fresh fallen snow like 20 tons of soil right on top of it. So they had perfectly preserved snow oh, in the middle awesome. of May. I was like, you guys have any pictures? He said somewhere somewhere, somebody has like a whole roll of them. It's like when they uncovered it, they were throwing snowballs at people for like <laughs> 10 minutes in the middle of May. I just thought that's awesome. So uh, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty cool. All right. Uh, next little thing. I, I, you know, I got to say, I think this is probably one of the neatest and coolest stories that we've ever had here. But uh, – we have a lot of stuff coming out there about, uh, you know, it's like, you know, SOPA and PIPA, not the chick from England, but, you know. <laughs> you thought I was going to go there the first time, didn't you? I thought. Yeah. So, hate to see you go, love to watch you leave, the whole thing like that, but no. Um, it's, we've had a lot of stories about basically government crackdown on all the internet and you know, the different bits where it's it's really getting kind of hard for it's hard out there for a hacker or a pimp, depending on how you how you want to roll it. Very true. But uh, you know, mo money, mo problems. So I don't know how many things we can get up to. <laughs> but uh, the hackers have kind of had enough. They said, you know what? With the su- success, the successful business of uh, Spaceship X and all those prizes that were won, how about we launch our own satellite and start our own internet? You know what? We're going to take our ball and go home, guys. That's right. <laughs> so I thought it was really cool. But basically, there's a group of hackers that, are, that is out there that is going to try and launch their own satellite outside of the media uh, Outside of the different business strategies that's out there to hopefully be like a repeater for a new and free internet. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. So I mean, it reminded me a little bit of parts of the Matrix, you know, the parts that weren't really horrible. <laughs> After you watch it, like, you know, five years down the road, you're like, wow, that's really trite. But, you know, it's <laughs> like, you know, when they're talking about like broadcasting stations and the free broadcasting stations still around. Yeah. So I just, I just thought that'd be really cool. I have no clue how they're going to get it up. I have no clue what it's going to be done. But, you know, I'm pretty sure that NASA's probably going to have an accident and, you know, park a space shuttle in the middle of it after they're, they're done their flight. Oh, sorry. You know, do you want us to replace it? <laughs> do they need insurance? I don't know. Do you need insurance on a space shuttle? I wonder what they go with, nationwide or... Like a good neighbor? <laughs> Steve over there. With a hot... And I got a hot tub. <laughs> Not in this show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next little story we got for you is yeah, <laughs> this is just something cool that actually uh, popped up um, a couple of places that I uh, as I looked through online, and I'm, I'm a big fan of tattoos. <laughs> and when I saw this, I literally fell in love with it. And uh, yeah, it's just a, a, a sketchy art of uh, the Triforce. And let me tell you something, I, I'm a big fan of it. I, I would like to get it, but I'm more of a fan of you know what. You got the tattoo. It's yours. I I, I don't want to copy off of somebody else, but that's a really nice tattoo. You could probably do uh, something in the style of this and make it look really cool. 
Probably. If, if you if you need help down the road, let me know because because <laughs> I already have some ideas for how we can make this look even more awesome. Oh yeah. Depending on where you want to put it, I think you should have a Triforce tattooed across your entire back. Personally, <laughs> I know I've told you the story. There was one time I was on a Greyhound bus and a guy was trying to tell me that he had the entire Starship Enterprise from the next generation tattooed on his back, and then it took him like ten years. I, we're on Greyhound, and I'm like. 20 i'm not about to ask somebody to take off his shirt so i just kind of it's like yeah you know what tex why don't you throw that shirt off let's go in the back and party and see how this enterprise looks you know what uh set my phaser to what yeah uh we we, we just i just kind of took him at his word there and said wow that that that's a lot of dedication to it to a uh a fandom there but you know what <laughs> somewhere i kind of hope that you know he finished the tattoo and i hope that he shows it to another young gentleman he decides to sit next to on a bus but you know i think that's just really cool oh, yeah. so there's tattoos and then there's there's freaky tattoos oh, yeah. <laughs> all right next story we got for you another another steve's another, another steve special this steve's is uh, that's right and this is uh not only a fan of being uh, a gamer but pirates and right. uh yeah the Jolly Roger Koopas is uh, the theme for this, and this is just a bunch of the bad guys in uh, Super Mario, and they're made into pirate uh, pirate flags. The Boo Bandits, Dry Bone Pirates, yeah, they actually uh, came up with some good, uh, yeah, good over- designs. Overall, I think I think they're pretty they're pretty on point. They're yeah. on point kids with this one. I like the uh, the spiky the spiky scalawags. Yeah. and the piranha plunderers actually are my favorite. Oh, I tell you, I love the hammer bro hooligans, and uh, you know what? I actually like the. Uh, Bomb brigands, the bomb, the bomb brigands. Didn't they have two of them? Oh no, it was the bullet bills that there were two. Yeah, of them. the bullet buccaneers and the they're both called the bullet buccaneers. I don't get it. I mean, I know one of them had like the grippy arm, and the other one had like the uh, the the tiger, you know, the, the fighting tiger uh, mouth. Yeah, the shark mouth, whatever it is. <laughs> but uh, you know. Flying tigers. There it is. Yeah, I knew I'd eventually you, find you, it out. You were gonna get it. P fifty ones, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Here comes the plane. All right. And we're gone. <laughs> Tangent. Okay. Uh, next little thing I thought... Next little thing that we found, or I found rather, is the chromatic typewriter. Everybody's been talking about this thing. I think it's relatively awesome, so I had to share it. Um, it's basically a typewriter where they replaced all of the letter keys with little pads of ink and they have it as you're typing you type out a painting which i thought was cool but what i really wanted to do was i wanted to take somebody's you know like programming expertise here and say okay fine let's pick a novel let's pick like moby dick or something like that you know call me ishmael whatever you want to do you know the sound and the fury by william faulkner the only way you're going to make sense of it is if you type it on a paper like this but um, the, you know, and okay, the the keys that are already there. Let's map each one of them to the letter that they correspond to. No values for shift or anything like that, unless you want to do like a you know a color value up or down for uh, darkness or lightness. And then you map automatically onto an entire book just to see the you know the soundscape of what it would look like or the visual scape of what it would look like. I think that would look really cool. Of course, it would probably all just turn brown and muddy and black. It just kind of looked a little disgusting. <laughs> I just want to kind of you know hunt and peck your way through through a color thing. I think it'd be a cool way to paint, but it just seems a little bit off kilter for for what I would do. Yeah, 
All right, next little thing. Let's uh, let's keep it on the desktop so that we can actually show the fine folks what we're uh, got going for. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah. Uh, apparently, the uh, oceans now have hybrid sharks. Well, they've always had hybrid sharks, but the 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 deal now is that these sharks are actually being recognized as a hybridization in response to environmental change. So. There's a certain kind of shark that lives in uh, Australia, the black tip shark. I don't know what the rest of them is, but apparently only his tips are black. Maybe he got some frosted, and we're all right. Maybe. Okay. But uh, they, they have a very limited range. It's only tropical waters. So they've been found to hybridize with other sharks. Very recently, they've only found this, that slowly they're expanding into colder and colder waters the more they intermingle with other things so people are saying it's kind of similar to what happened with humans and cro-magnons i think it's all kinds of interesting and cool but the real message here is that there's a shark out there that is changing slowly and eventually they're going to grow legs and probably kill us all probably and that brings us to the next story that we have here <laughs> which is of course the first zombie f- story of 2012 that's right and uh what this is is, of course, you know, you'll need a weapon for things like this. And uh, how about a three-in-one zombie slingshot, brain spiker, and basher? Now, Do you really need the basher if it has the spike? I don't think so, but, you know, with the picture, you know, that little ball could probably do some damage. Yeah, it probably could. I mean, did you see one of the funny features of it, though? It actually has an ejector that it can shoot the spike out if he gets stuck in a zombie's head. <laughs> I mean, that's probably a good idea, because if you have a pitchfork, I mean, you're stuck in a zombie's head. You're pretty much yeah, yeah, yeah. up a creek without a pitchfork. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I like the slingshot idea, but really, how much damage is a slingshot going to do? Not much. I mean... Unless, of course, <laughs> it's a machete slingshot. That's right. <laughs> We've talked about this before. I'm just putting the link up in the chat room. It's also in the, uh, in the other thing, but I, I have to share it, because I think it's fantastic. I love the three-in-one idea. But what I really want to see is something that's a little bit more utilitarian. It's like the slingshot on one end, it's it, it's kind of ungainly. I want a baseball bat on one end, a machete on the other end, and then a tire iron in the middle. So that way when you break down, you still can fix something. But the baseball bat is a, is a, is a, is a, is a uh, must-have. Yeah, I would think so. It has the proper you know length-to-weight ratio to really take a zombie's head off. But if you're swinging the baseball bat and you have the machete on the back end, aren't you just going to slice your own stomach open? You would think. We need a switchblade machete bat. <laughs> there you switchblade go. Switchblade <laughs> machete bat. That's what's going to be hot in 2012. <laughs> Get them here, folks. <laughs> All right. Next, now to the freakiest story so far of 2012. Yeah, you guys you guys are going to love this one. There's a not even 3 months after the venerable Steve Jobs passed away, there is a doll in his likeness. So for all of the people who really truly were fans of Apple, now you can play with Steve whenever you want. Not this Steve, that Steve. This Steve is is not playable. I'm not playable. You're an NPC at this point, right? <laughs> Non-playable character. But, uh, yeah, I, I got to say, this is probably one of the, at one point, the most lifelike action figure slash dolls that I've ever seen. And at this, all, the other point, it also makes it look like his eyes are crossed, and he's a little bit freaky looking. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm digging on the idea of, you know, him judging me. However, what I would like to do is buy the doll and make it use a Windows computer for the rest of its existence. Sure. Just out of pure torture, because I think that would be awesome. For hundred dollars, there's so much you can do. hundred dollars, Steve Jobs. Yeah. Somehow I missed that one. You know what, Barbie? Don't, <laughs> Barbie, don't play that. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm I'm not digging on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah, hundred bucks. Yeah, it's going to be released in February. Uh, no, you know what? Plus shipping. <laughs> All right. That is scary. The next little thing that we got for you here, you want to take this one, the Quantums? You could take that one. <laughs> All right, there's a really cool uh, video that was released. A lot of people are talking about it. It looks very eerily similar to the old game Wipeout, except for the fact that it had a very accurate representation of the uh, logo in the middle of the track. And the cars moved just a little a little too smoothly on the track, and you weren't really sure exactly what was happening. It's like, wow, you know, that, that's, that's really kind of on point. That's really good, but it's not – it doesn't look right. Nah. Even for superconductors, no matter how much you chill these things out, it shouldn't be that cool. And uh, see what I did there? Superconductor. Oh, I saw. Cool. Oh, yeah. Super cold. <laughs> First bad pun of 2012. That's what we. That's what you're here for. We're here to to make sure that your bad joke quota is actually full. We don't teach you tech. We don't teach you a coffee. We teach you bad jokes. That's right. That's just the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> what do you see? What we where do they get a load of me? All right. Um, yeah. So basically, everybody kind of fa- found out that not only did, was the video out there and it looked a little too well done for some. Uh, uh, I think they said it was like the. Uh, oh wait. There, there, there's there's a there's a university that they actually mentioned in the beginning of the video and it it doesn't exist it's like one word off of an actual university in japan and then they, they kept looking into it and sony actually owns the copyright on it. so basically it's an attempt at viral marketing for a game that's going to be coming out i like it it's really cool i think it would have had would have been better if like they actually had a wipeout in the wipeout track yeah like if one of the things flew off and you're like stuck in somebody's foot or something but you know it's <laughs> it's just not 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 all there yet but all right, moving right along to the food and caffeinated bits, and then we will send you out on your way after we're done. First thing, do you have any coffee resolutions there, Steve? No, no coffee resolutions. Do you have any resolutions at all? Yeah. Okay. Stop drinking iced tea. Stop drinking iced tea. I think you you alone were put, keeping Turkey Hill in business for a couple Sorry. months there. That and Wawa. So. Steve Cam. That's right, Steve Cam. <laughs> it's actually working this time. We didn't crash the computer when I turned it on. See, we, I set things up ahead of time. This is this is unbelievable. 2012, you're the plan. All right. So we have some fun coffee resolutions that we actually found out. This one's from over at Muddy, Muddy Dog Roasting Company. And there's just ten quick little tips that they said that you know might be a good idea to actually start focusing on. Find good independent coffee houses, or better yet, a number of them. And you know, basically start finding local places to enjoy your coffee. And there's a story that we're going to be I'm going to be writing for the next uh, show because I found a local micro roaster here in Philadelphia that actually only services like three or four locations in the entire city and. One of the locations is on Temple University at one of the trucks that I tried. So like, I, I literally walked up to the truck and saw that they had a sign, which I'm very unused to seeing at a truck. And it says, we proudly serve Green Street Coffee. And I was like, I've never heard of Green Street Coffee. And then I look at it, and not only that, but they said it was fair trade certified, shade grown, organic, and it had a listing of the coffee that they were actually serving. And it had like a full explanation of where it was grown, a full explanation of all the varietal, you know, the different taste, tastes that you were going to experience. And I was like, okay, you know what, I'll see if I can have a coffee. So I had a small one, it was relatively inexpensive, like a dollar, and it was fantastic. I, I was like stunned at how awesome it was. So. Uh-huh. Unfortunately, there's no place to buy the stuff online. You have to actually go to the tiny little places that they uh, they frequent. So I thought it was pretty cool. 
Uh, another one says not only should you find local independent coffee houses, you should also find local independent roasters like Green Street or other places and it should also kind of expand your horizons on that. So you want to expand your routine this year. So, you, you know, if you always try one thing, try another. Uh, go low tech. So it doesn't mean that you have to spend, you know, three, four hundred, six hundred dollars on a good espresso machine. Try a different method of actually making coffee. So if you've been rocking the uh, French press for a while, try doing your own pour overs and stuff like that. Uh, reduce your com- consumption, which is something I was a little bit surprised at and I'm actually kind of happy to see. People always focus on the overall qu- quantity of the coffee that they drink, and they don't always focus on the quality of it. So if you're drinking less coffee but you're drinking better coffee, guaranteed you will, guaranteed you will actually start to enjoy it a little bit more. And then they said, you know, keep notes on to what you're doing, and then you have to actually commit to paying for quality. So there, there's a whole bunch of fun stuff, so I just wanted to share that with the group. Now we have a little bit of wine. Yeah, just a little just bit. Just a little. <coughs> Would you care to take this one, Jesus? Oh, why not? Well, me and Muffy and I are going to be out at the club. <laughs> and uh, what this basically is is a uh, new take on the wine glass. And instead of it being upright, we're just going to put it to the side with the, the hole just a little. Just a to little? To the side. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you know what? Actually, I think this is a great design. I think it's a lot better than the... Uh, <clears throat> the traditional wine glass, the stemware. Yeah, because this looks like it. it it's less. Um, I forgot what I was going to say now. Less whiny. <laughs> number, <coughs> pun number two. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? You could probably rock the pinky out on this one. It would probably do pretty good. So, yeah. So you might be good with that one. Not as breakable as the first one. Not as, as the bre- traditional. There you go. You, you see what? You know what? You I'm can getting volatize at. your aromatic esters. That's right. <laughs> you like that? How that rolled uh, off the uh, tongue? That just, uh, That's wine talk for you, people. <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing that I actually thought was really cool about this is that you know it was a different way to drink, a different day, different way to enjoy it. And the reason that the stem is still there is because you're supposed to be drinking white wine at a slightly lower temperature. And when you hold it in your hand, like if you were do, doing it with the you know cupping it just a little bit, um, you actually raise the temperature of it. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. But the other thing is when you're looking at the glass and you're doing it sideways like that, it's like you're drinking gangster style. It's like you tilt the Glock to the side and there you can go. You can shoot from the side hip with the wine. <laughs> Just remember to raise the temperature. Cup it. you got to cup it ever so gently. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On a different note. <laughs> There's a trip to Costa Rica with the barista on duty over at DailyShotOfCoffee.com. Mike Crimmins has a wonderful article that focuses on uh, Milton from Barista on Duty and his really fantastic stuff, the uh, the, uh, Costa Rican coffee that he actually brews up. Uh, Kush coffee and body coffee is unbelievable stuff. Overall, you really owe it to yourself to check out the article, and it... It's micro-roasted, which means he actually sits there and roasts each batch independently, and when he sends it out, it's truly a labor of love, and it's like no other coffee that you've ever had. It's, it's you know, even the beans look different than when you get, like, there's not the uniform color across all of them. It's just a really interesting uh, interesting experience overall, so I highly suggest you read the article over at Daily Shot of Coffee, and you check out uh, uh, Milton's Coffee from over at uh, Body Coffee, so... My favorite story of today is actually this really, really cool uh, thing. From It's a PID-controlled espresso machine. Now, here's the thing. Espresso machines are crazy expensive overall. And 
it's they all have specialized tiny little parts that are unique to only that brand more often than not. So there's a bunch of guys that actually work at a design firm in Atlanta, Georgia, that you know Gleb and Igor. Good designer names. Yeah. You don't want to have a name like Dan and work as a designer. Nah. It just doesn't work out. So, have you tried the latest Dan? No. I, I like Igor. Igor is really cool. Igor is Gary in Russian. I didn't know that until I went to high school with a guy named Igor. But, you know, still. And now you know. No one's half the battle. Go, Go Joe. Joe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but uh, the cool thing about the, these espresso machines is that if you were one of the original backers, you could get one of these, you know, custom built, you know, bare bones but unbelievably designed espresso machines for two hundred dollars which is unbelievable when you actually look at the kind of comparable machines that you'd be getting i i was trying to find the money it's just not to be had so you know what i can stand by and you know what maybe one day i'll be able to afford the four hundred dollar machine after it comes out and then you know it'll be like several revisions down the line it'll be kind of fun to see but i love actually looking at espresso machines and looking at uh, the Kickstarter projects that are overfunded. So, for instance, their goal was $20,000, and currently they have $228,876. So these are some people that had a fantastic idea and ran with it. This is the kind of stuff that Kickstarter is really, really good at, whereas the other stuff is kind of it's like, okay, yeah, I don't want to fund your play. I'm very sorry. I hope it all works out. <laughs> all right, next little bit. Next thing is just a simple design. It's uh, Breakfast of Champions, I would say. Yeah, I, I love this design. I saw it up over there, so I, I had to share it. It's not mine. I have no information on who did it, but it's it's one of those things where it, it just begs to be shared. Yeah. So, boom, breakfast of champions. Done. <laughs> All right, and then the last little story that we had here is the Drunken Coffee Jello Squares. Found this one on StumbleUpon. It's from thehungrymouse.com. Mice are always hungry. Always. And apparently they like Drunken Coffee Jello Squares. It's an interesting take on how to make your own uh, what appears to be a Kahlua uh, inspired jello. So I just wanted to share it with the group. I thought it was really cool. Everything from brewing the coffee to making the gelatin mixture. Time to make the gelatin. Doesn't work the same way as donuts. No. Unfortunately. But you know it's 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 an easy way to make it without an extra packet. So it's not like you're buying you know like the Jello brand Jello. It's actually buying gelatin, pouring it in there, and uh, you know kind of rocking your own little little way. And he gives you little fun tips on how to reduce the amount of bubbles and all that other fun stuff in there. Hmm. So I just thought it was really cool. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah, we uh, we had a fun show today. Hopefully, you enjoyed all the the different little fun things that we found. And uh, you know what? I, th- I think this is a good start for 2012. Yeah, not too bad. We did have a slightly geeky, you know, just to put this at the end. We did have ring in the new year in a slightly geeky fashion, though. We did. We both got invited to a end of the year, a Mayan end of the year party. End of the world party. Rather, end of the end world. Of the year, year. Well, it was the end of the year technically. It was an end of the year, end of the world party. Right. Beginning of the year, end of the world party. Because the Mayans never thought past 2012. My favorite quote that I've seen so far about this whole thing is that, you know, if the Mayans were really that good at predicting the future, there'd be Mayans today. That's logic you can't argue with. No, unfortunately so. not. All right. So we, we did have fun. Uh, my wife and I went as two of the four horsemen of the apocalypse. I was pestilence because I lost a bet. She was war because it's awesome. And we have lots of weapons around the house. Yeah. My friend Dave, who eats absolutely everything in the world, if you'll let him, was famine and his wife was death, which actually just kind of worked out. (laughs) (laughs) So it it was all kinds of really fun. Uh, You were... I was a survivor. A zombie survivor? 
As a, a post-apocalyptic survivor. There you go. There you go. It's like one of those last-minute decisions. That's okay. It worked out. Yeah, it did. Yeah, Except for the big hole in the shirt. <laughs> yes, yeah, Steve. Steve definitely had a uh, had a, a wardrobe malfunction there. Yeah. So uh, we kept shooting him with the Nerf darts. It if hurt. you hadn't left early, I actually won a contest. They actually had all these fun little games. My friend Dave won a beating heart from ThinkGeek, and I won ice bullets. So it's an ice bullet rack. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, the other thing was a, a tactical sandwich that, yeah, that went out. We're yeah. both kind of glad that neither of us won that. Yeah, one. I was happy because it was the pepperoni. Yeah. And we've determined the pepperoni just ain't worth it. No. So, if it, what was the other one? Sausage. Sausage. All right. So, there you go. All right. That about wraps it up here for today's caffeination. Thank you ever so much for sticking with us. So, should we do the rundown? What do you think? Yeah, why not? 2012. New year, new you. New year, new me. New him. <laughs> new show. Boom. Done. <laughs> all, right, all right cut print that's a wrap let's take the cake <laughs> i say it. you reject your own nose no. all right thanks for listening everybody and stay caffeinated